fuck, bro. It's so fucking embarrassing, actually. <laughs> Dude, that shit is comedy. Your commentary is hilarious. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> I have... <laughs> thank you. I, I... <laughs> I have friends who are, like, actually concerned, and they're like, what are you doing to yourself by talking to all these trash-ass dudes? And then on the other hand, I have people saying, like, you're so mean to these men who have said nothing. And I'm like, you don't understand the nuances, motherfucker. <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> you know, like, there's just, people say something and there's, like, an underlying meaning to it. Like, you can just guess the next steps they're thinking. Or maybe right. I'm just a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this junction... <laughs> I don't know where our generation is going dating-wise. We're just so exhausted, and we hate each other, but we love each other, but we hate ourselves. It's just We it's hate ourselves. Lot. We hate each other. And I think the problem is that everyone's egos are so inflated that nobody right. wants to admit that they like someone, and it's just constant negging no. from both sides. And, it, like, that's, that's how we flirt. And it's so fucked up and disgusting, but... Have you heard of metacog- metacognition, I think it's called? Nah, I haven't heard of that one. So it's like it's like a form of mindfulness where you monitor your thoughts on the daily. Because you know how most people are just on autopilot? Right, right. So metacognition is just kind of monitoring. It's it's a method of building a relationship with yourself or bettering that relationship. And uh, yeah, it's basically just like anytime you, for example, like this is an exercise you would do. Anytime you touch a doorknob or drink water or some daily activity that you do, you remind yourself and you just check in with yourself how you've been feeling or what kind of thoughts you've been having that day. So basically, in short, metacognition is monitoring the thoughts that you have and assessing them. It's like auditing your own thoughts. Because um, right. the thoughts you have kind of play out in your actions and your you know your relationships, all kinds of shit. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's 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 hard. That to, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's hard to work so hard on yourself. And then go back in this, like, shit cesspool that's our dating circle or whatever. And right, find people right. that are so fucked up and they truly believe they don't need therapy because they know the extent of fucked up they are. But really, they don't. They're just, they're either ignorant, they got a fucked up ego, whatever the hell the case is. So it's like a weird conundrum where working on yourself super hard and then not finding anybody that gets it is also discouraging. Right. But I think that's that's where that's where like I think we have to be picky. And like what I just started doing now is like when people say they're crazy, just listen to that. <laughs> okay. And you're just like, bet, this is great. I will not be a part of this anymore. And not even being mad at them. It's just like yeah. we want honesty, but we still be going into this burning building. <laughs> when they're telling you I'm a burning building, we'd be like Nah, but, like, it's okay. Oh, my God. Like... That is the funniest shit. You said burning building. So that's a personification of somebody who has, let's just say, anxiety, right? Burning building. Right. This guy has, like, chronic depression is what I've learned after spending some time with him. And the personification I thought of him was I knew this was an abandoned building, like the paranormal activity type of house. Yet I still chose to go inside there and I like cried and I got angry. Like, why is there nothing here of substance? There just fucking wasn't. And I knew that and I still went in. I wanted to fucking sleep over in that house. You know what You wanted to sleep in that motherfucker. You wanted to camp out. I wanted to fucking camp out. I wanted to get settled in, cozy, 
have some fucking hot cocoa in that kitchen where there's nothing but fucking cobwebs. <laughs> they don't even have electricity. How the fuck are you going to make it? <laughs> I don't know. Some fucking newspapers and some matches, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to write this down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, though? Because that newspaper and matches comes from my own fucking heart and vulnerabilities when that person has fucking nothing to give and then I end up feeling even more empty when originally the reason I went into the house was to fill the void that was already empty, you know? <laughs> No, yo, 3,000, 3,000, but I think that's where we got to just not listen. Like, like I've done that, like, I don't know how many relationships you've been in, but like, I've been like so many of these things, so many, and it all ends the same way. And then I leave it seven months later or a year later. And I'm like, I knew, I knew the whole time, (laughs) but like, I wanted to not know. But the real easy thing I could have just done, it's just been like, nah, I'm good. Like, or hey, I think this connection is dope. If you're down for something that's more physical, then we'll do that. And if we're and if and if, we're, and if we don't meet on the same page, then it's just cool. You're beautiful. I think you're attractive. Love where you're where you're going. But this just won't be good for both of us. Yeah. It won't be good for both. Not just you for me, but me for you. you yeah. Know? And it's also weird because I feel like rejection for for us, and correct me if you, or let me know if you disagree, but I feel like rejection for us hurts 10 times worse than it may have when we only had like landlines to talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? Because every three seconds you get a notification on your phone, it'll be be Instagram or Facebook or Tinder or whatever the fuck. That constant gratification, we're looking for that in human beings, and these motherfuckers... You text them a vulnerable shit about yourselves, some shit, and they just don't respond for two days. Like, that's fucking crippling for me, at least. And it's like, sure, it's crippling, but if I take a step back and I assess it from the outside, I don't even give a fuck about this person. Why am I letting him hold so much power over me? Right. I don't know. They're a whole fucking stranger, dog. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, literally. There's no expectation. You... And the wild part about that is like when you do that shit to other guys, like you have like you do yeah. that, but you don't know if how how damaged they might be after that. You know what yeah. I mean? So then when it happens to you, you're like so damaged. Yo, I had to think about it the other day. I was like, yo, this is crazy, like, wow, why wouldn't like why would we talk about hanging out and then like four days later you haven't responded to like my Tinder message. But it's like but it's like nah, like they we're whole strangers. Like yeah. we have never even met. Like <laughs> yeah. And I think also it's just harder to get to know people. Like really, really knowing somebody. I don't know how the fuck people like our age are getting married or like even younger. Like anyone in their twenties right now, like this shit doesn't make any sense to me. How much time do you actually spend together where it's not Let's post this cute pic on our Instagram story, and that's the extent of the relationship. They don't actually, like, know each other's insecurities. I think we have this, like, black and white mentality around relationships, but I think we also have this fear of hardship when it comes to relationships, too. Yeah. Like, like, oh, things are tough. Now let's jump ship. And that's such a thing of our generation, just because, like, when things are hard, we just run away or we circumvent. And I think that is not, you're not setting yourself up to, like, work hard in life, deal with the daily perils of life, or accept, like, 
someone into your life, you know? Yeah. Because those are all the things, all of those, like, all of those habits, you you will need to have consistent success in all those areas. Like. Yeah, yeah. Very true. That just reminded me of the idea of cancel culture. The second something is shitty, throw that whole bitch away. <laughs> and I really no, think. No, for real. Yeah. We don't let people grow. Like. Yeah. And, dude, in relationships, like, everyone's going to fucking hurt you. It doesn't matter who it is. Like, that's just facts. Like, I'm going to hurt somebody. It's just the idea of understanding it, forgiving, finding compromise, and moving on. But I block people for, like, the smallest. I mean, you you know this very well. I block people for fucking nothing. I mean, I've been, I've gotten better at not doing that. But it's just easy. It's the easy thing to do. (laughs) Instead of talk shit out. When it's uncomfortable. Yeah. No, I think... Yeah, I think it's... At some point, we all get... We all need to look in the mirror and, like, ask ourselves why we're not where we want to be in life. And the closer we get to that and the closer we make... The sooner we make those adjustments, like, the happier we'll be. But I think we also overthink, like, what we truly want. Like... Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of our life is building it up, but then tearing it back down and then reconstructing it based on, like, what didn't happen and what did, you know. And honestly, it was, like, 27. Like, what are you, 24 now? 25. 25? Okay, yeah. It was, like, 27 when I first started doing comedy, when it was, like, starting to, like, think less about what other people think and stuff, and then... Just doing something bold, making a bold choice, like kind of like improv, right? And um, that's when it was like, my roommate's like, yo, why the fuck are you doing comedy? Like, you live on my couch. My mom's like, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> everyone around you was saying all the crazy shit, but it was just like, yo, I have nothing to lose. I hate my life already. Like, fuck it, you know? So it's just like, and then like leading up to 29 and I'm almost 30. Now I'm in this place that, like, I'm getting closer and closer to not giving a fuck. Like, like, and not giving a fuck in the sense of, like, reckless abandonment, but just, like, not thinking, overthinking what other people think. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good place to be. I, it's so weird. I used to, like, when I was young, I was so that way to not give a fuck about what other people thought. And then from, like, 22 till now... I have, like, extreme anxiety over what other people think. It's so fucking annoying. Like, it doesn't even matter who it is. It could be the fucking mailman. And I'm just like, does the mailman think I'm pretty? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, who the fuck is this mailman? I'm gonna fucking punch you. Get out of here. (laughs) Is he cute? Are you trying to, like... No, he's wearing a mask. I can't see him and sunglasses and a hat. (laughs) (laughs) And then I get mad and want to sock him out for me caring what he thinks of me. Yo, that shit is out of pocket, right? <laughs> I got issues. Yo. Dog. I think, like, the future is we just gotta, like, we gotta continue to meditate. Like, we just gotta meditate, dog. We gotta, like, really, like, build that into our daily lives. Like, emotional hygiene is something. Yes. That a book I read in, like, when I was, like, 22 or something like that. But, like, we need to incorporate meditation like we take a shit, right? Or, like, brush our teeth, right? Or yeah. eat food. 
or like think, you know, just because like controlling our thoughts is so paramount, but like, yo, we're going to die so soon, yo, and it would suck to just overthink what the mailman thought on our way to (laughs) being happy. Oh my God. It's such nonsense. It's such nonsense. While the mailman, you know what the mailman's thought process is? He's walking and he's like, how can I get my, like, ass scratched while I'm walking? Like, that's Literally. how he's fucking thinking on this hot day with his swamp yeah, ass. I'm like, how did I get here, honestly? <laughs> and then in the meantime, he's like, yo, that girl's pretty. Like, oh, look at her. <laughs> and he's like, yo, I bet her life is perfect. Like, look at her just, like, chilling. Not working. Why are you home on a weekday? What the fuck? Right, not working. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely judging you too. Like, definitely, like, damn, I'm about to get COVID. But then here you are on the receiving end, like, oh my god, I gotta look good for him. No, like, Aircon <laughs> comedy. How did that happen? I'm not, and I, I'm, I should be ashamed for putting that as my IG handle because I have no credibility. <laughs> no, plenty. Yo. You just haven't, you just haven't got there yet. But you're I like, just, uh... yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, you have plenty of credibility. You just don't have the followers yet, but they're coming. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, okay, so I took the jump because I have a very common name, you know? It's like right. uh, it's like equivalent to John Smith. It's a very common name. So I just wanted to cop comedy at the end of my name before some other bitch took it, because then if I did make it, I'd have to pay somebody 10K to get it. <laughs> so yeah. I just yeah. copped it early. I mean, I'm nobody right now, but... I'm not even working towards anything right now, to be honest, when it comes to comedy, as I should be working. Um, yeah. And then another thing was, like, if I do it, maybe it'll motivate me or maybe I'll manifest some shit into my life. <laughs> so, yeah. Got but it. It's so I'm dumb. Cause... the Cab Washington trillionaire. Do it. 100%. I mean, I just manifest that shit. Like, yo, that's what started with an IG handle, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then people are going to talk shit about you to, like, pay taxes, even though you're not a trillionaire, and you're going to be like, I don't have any fucking money. I'm going to be like, yo, can yeah. I borrow $20, like, anybody? <laughs> uh, the thing I'm really fearing, actually, it's the idea of, I'm 25, and I'm going to be in law school for four years, so I'll be 29, and I'm really terrified of law school changing my personality and making me a fucking hard ass more than I already am more of a bitch than I already am and then having no time to connect with anybody so the fear of that the first few weeks of law school really fucked me up so I felt like I was getting on a train and this this dude which this dude has the same qualities of every man I've dated in the past not including you not that we like dated like that like that but like I'm just saying he had very not to shit on him. There's nothing wrong with him. It's just what I need and what I look for is so opposite. And when I tr- when I go towards those men that don't give that don't meet my needs, I end up turning it inwards as if there's something wrong with me when in reality that's just not their way of functioning and it, that's why it doesn't fucking work. So it's just like a toxic cycle that I throw myself into. So it was like a weird combination of I'm jumping on this train for law school, and this shit is moving fast. So I'm not going to have time to give this dude. But because of my own toxic thought patterns and because I want it like it's fucking candy, like a little kid who wants something that's terrible for them, I was just like, no, I want this thing, but I can't have it. And it was like a pattern. You know, like people are addicted to emotional feelings. 
Right. I don't know if you know about that. Like, even if it's a bad feeling, it feels good because that's what you're used to. Yeah, what the fuck is that called? I feel like I have that, for sure. We all have that. It's just an emotional addiction, straight up. Like, yeah. it could be something very specific. The way somebody makes you feel, you look for that in other people because you're used to feeling that way. And it could be true feelings of sadness that come right. about that, whatever that trigger is. But you constantly look for that shit. So you find that same pattern in everybody that you date. And it could just be like one tiny facet of them. I don't right, really know how right. to explain it in concrete terms because it's different for everybody. Um, let's say, for example, like, I like to talk a lot. I feel like that's why you and I get along because you have a lot to offer, like, conversationally. Right. I need that. Like, if I need that in a regular friendship, even in, a, in enjoying the time I'm spending with an acquaintance, I for sure need that with a romantic thing. He had, how do I say this? The things he said were of quality, but the right. quantity was not there. Like, he would text back a week later with a paragraph saying some dope shit. But throughout the week, if I texted him, I would get nothing in response. Like, I hated that shit. Because it made me feel less than. Because I like to fucking communicate everything I'm thinking. I also right. like to make the other person feel good when I'm communicating. It's just check in with people, you know? Like, So I wasn't getting that from him. So my emotional trigger was... Cause I'm used to feeling like shit and I'm pretty sure it comes from childhood and like my relationship with my parents. Cause that's my comfort. Even though that feels shitty in adulthood, when I date, I look for the same patterns that I felt as a kid. Right. So with this Wonder. dude, the abandonment feelings that I would get from him, not yeah. reciprocating my, my need or my level of communication, it felt like that's what I innately deserve or that's just my default mode. Even though it doesn't feel good. I hated that shit. It made me feel like shit. Which is why my schoolwork was thrown off, right? Because I'm, like, longing for something. But that's, like, all subconscious and I'm working on autopilot. I'm not even realizing that. I'm putting myself... I'm putting myself in a situation where I'm ending up longing for something more. And I'm going back to that person, wanting to ask them why. Why aren't you giving me the thing that I need? When in reality, they don't even have that to fucking give. <laughs> so, it's basically, like, I was talking to my therapist the other day. And I basically... Oh, it's called therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was telling her like a metaphor about I'm basically blindfolding myself going to the grocery store to get tomatoes but I'm like touching all the avocados and picking the fucking bru most bruised looking one biting into it and being like mm, I guess this is a fucking tomato <laughs> that is my entire dating life wrapped up <laughs> yeah oh yeah I make my therapist laugh that's why I'm doing comedy I fucking I get the validation I need I pay her 80 bucks I get validated. <laughs> yeah. So. Shit, I'm learning, dude. you know? I'm learning a lot. I'm, like, super, like, trying to shift the focus inwards because I've seen too many relationships fail. And for reasons they maybe, sh like, those relationships shouldn't have even been a relationship in the first place. So I'm trying to, like, work so hard on myself. So I'm not saying the next relationship I'm in won't fail. That's stupid, but. I just want to at least do the due diligence of working on myself and knowing myself enough to be able to communicate properly to that person and then maybe build something beautiful. And if it doesn't happen, then fuck it. There's 7 billion people on this earth. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So I have seven questions about that, yes. actually. Can I grab a beer real quick, yeah. though? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get something, too. All right. Quick break. Sure. I wish I had beer. Because I feel like there's so much anxiety that comes out of institutionalized education. Especially yeah. what I saw at UCLA. It's the worst. Like... I hated my time there. It's the fucking worst. 
at UCLA, people are like, if you ask them for fucking notes on some shit, they're like, no, these are my notes. Like, that's how people act at UCLA. <laughs> I hated that shit. No, no one gives a fuck about notes now. Like, in the office workplace, I'm literally like, yo, if you don't give me your notes, the job won't get done. So, like, <laughs> we just won't have the job then. Like, <laughs> shit. Yeah. But, a bunch yeah. of nerdy kids yeah. at UCLA that are rude. What's that? I said UCLA has a bunch of nerdy, rude kids. Yo, just, like, so socially inept. Like, just yeah. no understanding of, like, yo, that shit was weird as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, that I agree. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> like, I met, like, six, I, I met, no, don't get me wrong. met a bunch of really cool kids, like, that I still keep in touch with. Um, but, like, for the most, like, it just was like, yo, how is the school this distinguished? Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone was trash. Like, or just, like, <laughs> Just so weird, like it's baffling. It rich, is. like ignorant as hell. Like, yeah, oh my gosh! It's like a combination of of like America's influence and just like UCLA is just like I don't know. It was just it was tough. Looks like good. like if I was there as a student, I was just thinking of all the students that I just wouldn't be friends with, like yeah, that, or like. Just the environment that I just would have been so toxic for me to be in. I was depressed my two years there for sure. Like separate from my regular depression. Like right. I was depressed at the fact that I'm at such a big prestigious school that when I tell anyone, they're like, oh, UCLA. But like the reality of it was like, this place fucking sucks. These mm. I hate these people. I fucking hate these people. Right, I, right. Like... I would wave high at this one chick who, like, lived in my dorm room area. This bitch rolled her eyes at me so fucking hard that I felt it in my chest. I was just like... <laughs> you felt it in And then I went my oh. ass to the fucking buffet. Oh. And did, I you just, to, you went to, did you go to a feast after that? Did I you went go to, to Covell. <laughs> oh, Covell? <laughs> and then I had, like, fucking pasta and brownies at the same time to fill the void. <laughs> oh, that's a good combo at Covell, though. It is. <laughs> and a burger on the side. And a burger on the side? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I miss... That's one thing I do. Yo, UCLA had that popping ass food, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. So wait. So uh, I wish we could go back to the tape. So what? What kind of guy do you feel like you want to be with versus the kind of guy that you end up attracting? It's a great question. <laughs> I want to start off with that list. What I want is somebody emotionally intelligent. Maybe even more so than me, because I always want somebody, I don't want to be in the teacher position. I always want somebody smarter, more experienced. I say that, I don't know if that's good for me, but I say that that's what I want. Because I don't like to be in the position where I feel like I have to be the more responsible one. I like to be taken care of. So, intelligence, humor, uh, emotionally intelligent, I've already fucking said that attractive but not too attractive i've learned that that's not you know it doesn't matter um yeah. somebody who communicates openly someone who talk who's not afraid to talk about their feelings so like that tos toxic masculinity shit 
can really fuck people up. I get why it, why it exists, but I can't have somebody like that. I need someone who focuses on self-development on the fucking daily. And not just self-development, just development in general, just because you have that, like, that mindset of progressing in every aspect of your life because you just want better for yourself, you know? Um, and somebody that actually respects other people's feelings and boundaries and wants to uplift you because they care about you. So not like someone who's fucking just being fake and wanting to uplift everybody and is like, namaste, and how are you today? Not that bullshit, but just, I don't know. And maybe, I, I don't know, I say all of that without actually knowing for real. Because if I've never had, I don't know, it's complicated. I feel like I don't even know what the fuck I want. But what I attract is people who... From my perspective, at least, people who majorly disregard my feelings are poor communicators. Um, if I ask them a question, they respond with a question. So there's no ebb and flow to the conversation. It's usually very one-sided. I get bore, bored of them easily. Um, they're not that educated. There's a lot of misogyny. Toxic masculinity, I'll throw that one in there. Same category. But um, yeah, people who really disrespect my feelings. But what I've noticed is a pattern, just also including this last guy, is that I end up showing a very submissive side to my personality in the beginning when dating anybody where I shut down and I get really quiet and I'm literally so in my head about how this is going to end because I connect all relationships to loss just because yeah. childhood shit. So I get right. really in my head about it and I wait for them to just take the lead. So it's basically like, we're doing a dance and I'm stepping on their feet waiting for them to move the shit around. But the second they move it around, then I'll feel comfortable enough to jump off of their feet and then lead them. That's like a dynamic I feel like I, I try to make it into. But in reality, what ends up happening is they probably have nothing to work with because I'm not expressing my needs and they're just blankly just there. And now we're both just quiet and they end up just getting comfortable and being them true selves, which is just a fucking dude that burps and farts on your head. When you tell them, hey, can we cuddle? And they're like, no, and they fart on your fucking head. Those are the types of dudes that I attract. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm looking for a fucking, like, affection, and I get the polar opposite. Straight up. And it's like, how how did we get here? Because what attracted me to you was, like, the the cute, like, you cared about my feelings. I, I shared with you, I don't know, something that I'm super emotional about or something that I'm passionate about or I care about I'm super opinionated on this one thing it would probably make a really good stand-up bit because that's how we work as artists right something that's right. Be, like really connected to us and then they'll add on to that that's the that's how the initial attraction starts is if the conversation is like lit as fuck right. and it's kind of right. toxic of me because like even if one conversation is lit as fuck I'll be so enthralled by this person and then I'm like I want to know everything about you and the wanting to know everything about you also ties into that first couple of dates where I stay quiet because I'm, I end up becoming in like observer mode and I want to see who you really are. And they usually do end up showing me like right away, which is why these relationships are very like, they start off really quickly and like intense, but they end fast because then there's like nothing left after that first, like whatever the hell it was that attracted me to them. Does that right. make sense? Right. I don't even know. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think... I think that there, you have high expectations, like yeah, for for guys, um, <laughs> which is not. As, I wouldn't say high, just like, 
But what I'm also hearing is maybe, like, how do you look at yourself? Uh, honest and a good communicator, but that's me at my best, right? Because at my worst, which I, which is what I end up putting forth with these people when I'm dating is fucking quiet, not saying anything, not even expressing my real self. So I don't know. Like, are you, like, how do you, but how do you look at yourself? I'm saying like, so, so honest. And then what else? A good communicator. Cute. <laughs> so cute. Funny. I think I'm fucking funny, but I need to be like put in a proper position to be, to feel comfortable in being my true self. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like right. a lot of these dudes end up punking me and talking shit. And then I feel like if I were to like really let loose and talk shit back, this shit would end like self-destruct button. You would be looking for it for your fucking <laughs> self. You'd kill yourself. So we can't even, yeah, I don't fucking know. How do I view myself? Did I answer that question? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cause I, no, so, yeah, yeah, so I hear it. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, like. I'm for sure toxic. I know that. Like, I get angry over dumb shit. I make a decision very quickly on something that might have just been nothing. Mm. I don't know. I'm a complicated person. I know that much. And I think that's all of us. Like, all of us yeah. are complicated, and, and I think. I don't know. I think what I've learned is like, is like, is like, I don't even know. Like, I try not to lead with like, what I want from a woman, like what specific characteristics versus just like, and I don't know if this is like a man thing to say, but like, like I do know, but like, just seeing how it plays out versus like trying to scrutinize what they are and what they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think that like, at least for me, it just sets me up to like, try to like scientifically dissect them versus just like living in the moment for that connection. Right. For like what it is right. versus, versus trying to put somebody in your box. And if they don't check off all those things and they're a fucking terrible human being, um, my therapist told me something which contradicts what we just both said. She basically said that I need to come up with a list of characteristics I want in a partner that are non-negotiables, right? And that could be anything. That could be someone super responsible, pays their, all their bills on time, credit score is amazing, has goals, wants to buy a house, and just, right. I don't know, shit like that, like whatever. They're right. funny, they're clean, whatever. Um, and she basically was saying that that list is super important because when you're dating and somebody deviates from your non-negotiables, figure out that threshold. And if they breach that threshold, there's nothing wrong with that person. It just means that they're not meeting the needs that you have for an ideal partner. And the other thing she said on top of that was the reason why this is helpful is because all the negative dating experiences you, you've had, and I'm saying negative I'll include any relationship that just hasn't worked in a general sense speaking for anybody right all your past right. relationships it's better to have your own tangible list to compare the next person to versus comparing yeah. the next person to all your past experiences because if you compare one person to all these other different people who are complex creatures that all have different nuances to whatever their little whatever makes them up as a whole being that doesn't fucking make sense to do that you don't actually know those people. You know parts of those people. 
But what you do know is what fulfills you, right? And what brings out your best self. So that's why you need to have that tangible list of your non-negotiables because then resentment builds. If you're not getting fulfilled in areas that you need, let's say it's even your love language, like acts of service is a thing. So having somebody responsible and who thinks of shit like that might be one of those characteristics. Like you kind of, you. I think we all have needs that need to be met and we need to like, realize them right but again yeah like i said it's contradictory to what we just said because scientifically breaking down a human being and then hoping for them to be everything to you like right Right. when you meet them is fucked up but i feel like i don't know about you but i feel like we all kind of do that like the next person you date your mind goes towards what could this possibly be what is the like most potential this thing can have right but i think that still takes time like like, I think the non-negotiables are definitely, maybe I'm, like, articulating this poorly. Like, I think the non-negotiables are always, are always there, right? But I think, I think, like, some things are in that gray area. So, like, the non-negotiables are for sure there. Like, I don't, I don't enjoy people who say, who say, who don't tell me how they feel. Someone who's like, oh, usually, like, when I'm mad, I just am silent. And then, like, usually, like, you can tell. And then, like, usually you'll ask. And it's like, I hate going... I I really try to avoid a partner that I'm going to have to... That we're going to have to live a dynamic where, like, I have to always ask them how they are. Which, like, I don't mind doing, but it's like, it can't be this whole I was mad for two weeks because you never asked how I was. And it's just like, I don't know if you're even mad. You might have just been... But then, like, because I'm the some, because I'm one of those people who, like, if I'm upset, I'll say, "Hey, I just need time to process this." But then, if you persist to ask me if I'm okay, then I just further want you to like, then I just further am mad at you for not respecting the boundary of me just like processing how I feel, you know. So, but, but when it comes to, I think, I think it's case to case, and it depends on the thing. Like, definitely hate that, or definitely like have trouble with that mm-hmm. and then like and then like I'll say hmm probably someone who's like super text all day type things like I'm really bad at that too like I'm bad at like from a.m. to the p.m. like usually <laughs> it's like I like for us to have equal amount of liberty and independence like and it not be like this, well, what were you doing earlier? And it's like, nah, I really just, I just don't have any substantive to sex. I run out of shit to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all this deep shit for the past six months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing now? I'm at no, the same place I was. Don't fucking ask me what I ate or what I'm doing that's fucking useless. Like, if you're going to talk to me, words are currency. And that goes for stand-up and being a fucking lawyer. Or don't fucking talk. <laughs> this is so interesting. Now I want I'm gonna go meet like 17 new women, like, and just to see how it goes. Like, because if you think about it, like, there's a billion people in the world, and like, how many guys have you dated roughly? Like, like, I, I can't count. What does dated mean though? So I can actually give you a number. So have you had like a boyfriend before? I can't. I will not settle for a relationship where I feel like I don't want that person 100%. But also, the people I've wanted didn't want me back. So that's, like, the reasoning why. Uh, like, guys, you wanted to be in a, in a like, a, a boyfriend-girlfriend thing? Yeah, but now that I think about it, those, those were not, like, good choice men. 
You know, right. it was like me being young and stupid and wanting like nothingness. If that makes sense. So I think right. it's a good thing that I haven't dated anyone because I was not ready. I don't think I still am. As much as I want it, I have a lot of work to do. But how many men have I dated? Damn, I don't know, like 10, 15? Right. Well, you, you dated 10 guys, right? Now, yeah. How many guys did you match with this past week? Like, I've deleted Tinder. I got. I tried selling my feet on Tinder. I got banned, like right away. Selling, no way. Yeah. What did you do? Selling feet pics. It didn't work. I made no money. Oh. <laughs> well, you should get only OnlyFans. I can't. I, I don't know how to use that. I'm just too lazy to figure it out. <laughs> Are your feet that popping? You didn't see my Instagram stories? I posted a whole fucking, like, over the past, like, 24 hours, I posted, not this past 24 hours, but a 24-hour range, I had, like, 10 feet pics. Yeah. You didn't see that <laughs> shit? <laughs> you might have yeah, missed I it, but yeah. It, I'm, <laughs> at least you love, at least you love your body, that's so good. <laughs> I love a lot of things about myself, but I still choose men who make, who remind me that I ain't shit. <laughs> right. It's ironic, yo. It's fucking... It's emotional neglect. It stems from childhood. I'm the same way. Yeah. Like, it's it's so trash, dog. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate the cycle of doing that. It's like, don't want me, because then I can, like... Like... Cause then, like, I'll be attracted to you. Like... And then it's, like... Ugh, it so sucks. Ugh. This last guy showed me, like, three, four times that he doesn't... There's nothing. Like, he's not pursuing me. <laughs> And I still, then it made me want him even more. And I literally was like, I'll fucking drop everything for you. Wow. It, it was weird. It, yeah. So you think it's done or what? Oh, for sure. We talked it out. That's what I was saying. <laughs> but I, I brought some change because I was ready to block him on everything. And I was like, I got to fucking stop doing that shit, number one. Right. So we talked it out and I let him know what I was feeling. I basically was like, look, I... <laughs> One of my non-negotiables is when somebody talks over me as I'm talking, and that's a very, like, man thing to do, especially white men. You know, like, that white man confidence? They do that <laughs> shit a lot. And I would tell him, too, like, yo, what the fuck? Why do you keep doing that? And it was just so annoying. So that shit really yeah. bothered me, and it made me feel really devalued, yet it made me yeah. go closer to him out of that self-hatred. So, yeah. That is what I attract men who don't give a fuck about what I'm saying what I want that the most, you know? It's, like, so weird. I think it really it comes from self-hatred, and that's something that needs to be worked on because I see myself as someone who can communicate so well, and if I am communicating with somebody, like, that's how I connect with people, you know, is through jokes and through getting to know their shit and expressing mine, but if I can't do that with you, then I'm left feeling so empty, like a fucking shell of a human being, and I feel like I'm trying to connect with another person that's a shell of a human being. How long are we talking for? Honestly, not that long. Maybe like f four weeks. Oh, interesting. Like nothing. It started quick and it ended quick. Right, right, right. And that was the closest, like, that's the guy that you liked the most over the past couple years? No. I mean, I don't know because it happened so quick. I liked right. him a lot initially, yes. I ended up liking him a lot. But again, I don't think it was him. I think it was the ideas I made up of him in my head. That's real cognitive distortion, Joe. For sure. Something my therapist says is um, 
when you're starving for affection, you're willing to even take fucking crumbs. Of it. Nigga, that's real. So that that's what this was, straight up. Yeah. And I think I was so susceptible to it this time around, even though this is an old pattern that I know, is because there was nobody around. We're all quarantined. I'm not looking. This shit just slid into my DMs. I found it there. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't looking. I just fucking showed up, and I was like, oh, what is this about? The first night we talked, we were on Zoom, and it went on for five hours, and he basically was like, oh, I'm not oh, Damn. I know. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. We had a really good uh, connection, you know? And... Oh. Ah, five hours, yo. I don't care if I love you. I'll never do that again. <laughs> five hours? I'm so annoyed. Yeah. Oh, and then... Dude, and then does the he have a job? <laughs> yeah, he actually works a lot. What the fuck? That's what I'm fucking saying. How are you going to invest that much time? And then when the day comes, you got nothing to say, and you're acting awkward. You didn't have anything to say. You ran out of things to say. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's so long, my dude. That's a work day. I know. I know, but it was like... You were laughing the whole time? Yeah. Yo, Sarah, sorry. I'm not even trying to, to <laughs> dumb it down. Five hours, bro? Yeah, five fucking hours. Like you looked at the clock and was like, wow, that was five. Not once were you like, yo, I gotta go, I gotta, I gotta, like... Neither of us. It was very, day. like, there, nothing else existed. It was very... That's what Damn. I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's so... Magical. Damn, maybe it it's was. not over. God, damn. It God, is damn. over. He treated me like I wasn't shit. And he continued to do so. So now I'm just like... Let me tell you one small example that pissed me the fuck off. And then I went back for more. Because <laughs> that's, like, that's what I fucking do. Go back to the buffet. Yeah, I guess. So he would say shit like, I need alcohol for energy. And I'm just like, boy, that is the whitest shit I ever heard. What do you mean you need alcohol for energy? Is there something wrong with me that you need to be drunk to fucking... Anyway, so we were kicking it at his place. And we, like in the middle of kicking it, he was like, do you want to go get some beer? And I was like, okay, whatever. So we walked to 7-Eleven, which is down the street, and he's like, let's get some beer and snacks. And I'm just like, okay, I could do without either of those things, but fuck it. Yeah, sure, why not? So we go, and then he picks up, you know, a case of beer, and he picks up, like, 50 Kit Kats that are, like, dark chocolate mint, like, the nastiest flavor, all for himself. He's just picking up a bunch of shit for himself. I picked up a granola bar just for the sake of it. We get to the register... And motherfucker goes, so how do we do this? Immediately, I was like, if I was tall enough, I would sock you in the face. I'm 5'1", <laughs> I'm 6'2". Yo, you're lying, my dude. What? Uh, but I was already drinking, so I already, like, it's, I have two modes, right? Either I'm going to fucking get really mad and then I have to drive back home. <laughs> or I got to shut the fuck up and act like this is, I like this. I got to act like I like this. In order to stay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I fucking did? I, I was like, like I was like, I fucking was like, all right, let's go. Here's my card. And I fucking put my card in the fucking chip reader and I paid for that shit. And I literally told myself, this is good. 
Like, I want to pay for that. I had to tell myself that so I wouldn't be fucking pissed. I held it on in my fucking, like, file cabinet in my mind of why I hate this motherfucker. You said this again. <laughs> Wait, real quick. Sorry. Sorry. Hold on to where we're at in the story. Did he not say, oh, my God, that, oh, my bad, I'm so sorry I left my wallet. I'll pay you back. He fucking said, how do we do this? And he, he said, how do we do this? And he paused for so long that I felt awkward not paying. How do we do this? Okay, so that happened, right? And Sorry, I'm so perplexed. I know, I know. I, I agree. I, I get that. I get that. Uh, but I was so drunk that I was like, I can't argue this like reasonably right now because I don't even know if this is wrong. Because I'm already like a little more than buzzed. So I was just like, fuck it, fuck it. I don't want to, I don't even want to have this conversation because if I dive into the conversation, I'm going to get irritated with you. I don't like cheap men. I like to be taken care of. That's just the way my culture brought me up, even though my dad and brother are the opposite of that. <laughs> like they're yeah. cheap as fuck, which pisses yeah. me off more. But uh, because here's what happened. A couple days later, I look at my bank account and I see, I remember that memory. Something really pissed me off. What was it? I look at the fucking thing. I'm not even looking for that, actually. I'm just looking at my bank account just to see what charges were there recently. And I see something that says $22 or $25 bucks at 7-Eleven. And I know my damn self, I would never spend that much money at 7-Eleven. So I had to rack my brain. Then I got pissed again because I motherfucking remembered why the fuck. Like, I didn't even check the amount when that happened. I just did it. I don't buy beer. I don't know how much beer is. Not cases of it, at least. You know, I have no reason to fucking be doing that. But you know what was really irritating? Why the fuck did I spend 25 bucks at 7-Eleven that one time? Because I just right. saw my bank account. What the fuck was that about? And he fucking goes, yeah, I don't know why you did pay. And that's when I had to tell him, you fucking said, you fucking said, how are we doing this? When literally I was, you bought like 50 Kit Kats and beer. What do you mean? And then he, his excuse was, oh, I was joking. I'm sure I was probably joking. I thought it was weird that you paid. I wanted to punch him when he said all that shit. I was like, boy, you're fucking annoying, dog. Wait, where was his wallet? That sounds so such like a bizarre situation. No and one's like, is, let's go. Maybe he was like, how do I do this? Let like, me invite this girl over from Torrance to come to San Diego so I could get beer. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe it was a plan all along. Yeah, it doesn't sound like, <laughs> like something that any person would ever do. Would be like, especially with the expectation that you would pay for it. Like... You know, I'm unemployed, like, and he knows that. This is the gratification that comes from blocking someone. They don't exist. So all this sh frustration, I'm telling you, how it made me feel in the moment, gone. Really? Never even happened. Never even fucking happened. I'll forget about them until I look back at the block list and I get reminded of them. But also, it's not healthy. My block I'm list is long. On your block list. <laughs> it's, it's scary, actually. Because <laughs> I have, like, family members that I've blocked, you know? Like, cousins who I don't want seeing my shit. So that's why it makes it longer, but yeah, it it's an easy thing to do. It's fucked up, but it's so easy to just be like, bye. Here, it's basically doing this, watch. See ya. <laughs> oh my, with this, with this look on your face. <laughs> Yo, fucked you should up. text him that and then block him from now on.